I've been a static 185 pounds. Yeah. Other than pregnancies. I think good eating gets overcomplicated. For me, if you're not eating the things that you know you shouldn't eat, don't eat Doritos. Don't, like, stop eating cookies and cream ice cream. As an adult, I just want to not feel bad. You yeah. know? I want to carry on with my day and feel good and energized. I don't necessarily need to, you know, wear size medium polos and have giant biceps. And I don't know if any of that is true. I just know that when I'm not working out, I, I'm sluggish, I'm slow, I stare at the computer and don't do anything for a while. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. We are closing out 2017 with our final interview of the year with my brother-in-law, McKay Siegel. You're gonna love hearing his story. I hope it motivates you to set some goals for the new year. Enjoy. My name is McKay Siegel, I'm 25 years old. Uh, father of one, soon to be two. Next Thursday, Cora will be along. Um, proud husband. Uh, master's student at Texas A&M. I got one more semester left in my land and property development program. Uh, I'm doing commercial real estate here in town as well. And you're leaving one very important fact out. And I'm trying to leave his brother-in-law. <laughs> that is right. That's correct. So We are really brothers from other mothers. That's, yes, correct. And we compete for our, our family's affection constantly. And there's a running joke that we are working out to impress our father-in-law. That's not a joke to me, Charlie. <laughs> That's 100% true. I compete so, with that in my heart. So for time. people who, who are listening that have no clue what we're talking about, my wife is married to your or, no. My wife is your sis, your wife's sister. Nailed it. So Christy, I get confused when I explain that. Christy and Alicia are sisters. Right. Christy is also she works out here, having a baby next Thursday. Um, okay, so give me your twenty five. Um, where? Give me a little bit more about what you do. So you're a graduate student. What do you study? So I, I guess kind of to answer that question, I'll I'll back up a little bit. I was running a company, um, background for Charlie, Everybody Eats Food, which some of you are probably uh, familiar with. It was kind of like prepackaged fresh meals here in town. We were in with HEB, um, everything was going well. You know, we, we kind of came to a crossroads, uh, needed a big investment to make a big push or to kind of, um, you know, I guess kind of where it was, um, kind of weighed our options and moved on from there. After that, I started doing construction um, just kind of part-time. I was working in the bar and stuff. Really fell in love with that uh, over at Keys and Walsh. And uh, we talked about getting into development, looked in. You know, there's a development program right here in town. Started that up. And as we're doing that program, realized that construction is just such a tiny little itty-bitty part of development, right? So everything is, you know, it's the finance, it's the finding the deal, it's the structuring, it's the advertising, it's the tenant mix, it's the, you know, the the vision really that kind of drives the value of a project. So I made the switch over to commercial real estate with that in mind. Um, so I'm doing that commercial real estate now over at SRA with Rob Young, been a long time friend of mine, um, real good guy. Actually goes to Grace, I don't know if you've mm -hmm. met a tall, tall fellow. Six, so it seems six, like you've lived so much life in your so 25 <laughs> short years. It feels that way. Okay, so let's talk a little bit now about where you know I remember your first time at the gym I believe it was a pull-up workout because I told you that if you if you beat Alicia we would buy y'all dinner so so just the, the arrogance of that statement is magnified by the fact that Alicia was like 
Wasn't she pregnant or something? I think so. Like she was like four or five months pregnant, and like I wasn't in great shape, but you know I wasn't like out of shape. But I got I almost got hosed by this pregnant lady, and and she to make it worse, Charlie's like laughing the whole way through. But you held your own. You actually did do really well. I was impressed. That's because you put it on the table. Most people who don't CrossFit really don't. Like, this is a rude awakening for them. But yeah. for you, you came in. You had been roommates with one of our coaches, right. Paul Polis. Yep. So you kind of knew about CrossFit. You'd been in shape. So let's go back even further. So, like, have you been in shape your whole life? Or when did you really start caring about working out? So I started surfing when I was really young. And surfing in Texas is kind of different than anywhere else because there's so much more paddling involved. You know, if you go to the West Coast or the East Coast, the waves actually break a lot closer to shore. Um, without getting into it too much. So when you start surfing as a young kid here, you, like you have to develop the shoulders. And my dad would always push me. He'd make me do it. It, it was just, it really was a brutal workout. Hmm. And, it, and you know, you've, you've been surfing once or twice. It, once it can, or twice. Yeah, it, it can get to you, especially <laughs> when you're a kid. Um, so I got some, some strength there. And then when that came up in, in school and stuff, you know, in football and everything, I, I was always kind of a, a step ahead that way. So I found it, it was something that I was kind of good at naturally and it became very interesting to me, even as I dropped some of the sports I was in. Um, football was not in my future, for instance. <laughs> Five foot eight and three quarters, football was not <laughs> in my future. Um, and then uh, my, my best friend actually in high school um, signed on with the Army, signed a, a contract with the Army and he wanted to be a ranger. And he was scrawny. Boy, he was real scrawny. But we got up at uh, 4.15 a.m. every day, senior year, yep. Um, like the the whole senior year? Every every day. And I was work, I was umpiring, too, and I didn't get off until like 10.30 or 11. He didn't have a job. So what would y'all do? What were the workouts? Uh, largely vanity-based, I think. A lot of chest and bicep type <laughs> stuff. Uh, we didn't really know what, we didn't know what we were doing. You know, we'd get on and research and... At a 24-hour fitness? Uh, it was at an LA fitness, actually, in, in spring, yeah. Wow. What time did y'all get to the gym? Uh, we'd get up at 4.15, meet at school at like 4.30, and then the LA fitness that we went to was actually closer to another high school, so it was about a 15-minute hike. Wow. Yeah. So we'd get there right, right at 5. And did you see a lot of results that? We did. Man, we, we really poured into it then, um, and, which is why I, I, I probably don't do it as seriously as I should now. Because I, I, I know exactly what it took to get there. You know, we were doing protein twice a day, chocolate milk, eating tuna out of a can, like just full on meathead. <laughs> just, and, and this, you know, this was at a time too, unfortunately, when, when a lot of, uh, you know, kids in high school and stuff were taking those pro hormones. I don't know if you remember Yeah, like the Andro, the, yeah, uh, the Mark McGuire and all that stuff. Yep. Right. Well, it was, it was like pervasive in, in high school football. Right, I mean, these are instant results, and, and you know, unfortunately, a lot of those people, my friends down there, having problems. Um, but Neil and I never wanted to, yeah. to do any of that. You know, we would take a, we would take too much pre-workout, which yep. was always fun. Yep. Um, and then, in protein shakes, but you know, we were we were committed. What? So, give me an idea of what you, results were that you saw in that year. Um, it was funny too because we had different body types. I I went from, you know. I, I guess for me, bench press was always like, that was your benchmark. When yes. you're, like, how much do you bench? You could almost start a conversation that way. You know what I mean? 
Um, so I, I think I went from like 225 to like 305 within the span of a year to max bench, wow. which which was great. And he went from you know probably honestly 165 into the 245 range. So he 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 had a lot more to gain too because he never really done it. Never yeah. Really worked out. Didn't play football or anything. Didn't have to do the strength classes. Uh, but we did a lot of we did a lot of push ups, a lot of shoulders. Legs were kind of. Uh, you know, we do stair climber or whatever. But yeah, yeah, big time for legs. Easy it's to so miss. Tough. Yeah. And so that whole year, would you say that you worked out five days a week, six days a week? Uh, five. We did at least five days a week, a week, and then we tried to do two days sometimes too. Just it, it was such a, you know, it's a mindset thing. It's kind of like I said, you're you're dedicated, and you know, I see it here, and you know, Trent and Josh and. And Chris, you know, when, you're, when your mind is there, it's there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's how do I get to the gym? How do I work on this movement, this muscle, this whatever it is? So when you would wake up at 4.15 as a senior in high school, did you even think about going back to sleep? Dude, every day. Mm-hmm. Every single day. <laughs> but it, it was that, you know, and it's not letting either either person down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he, he had so much more motivation because he had signed his contract. Right. Yeah. So like I'm going one way or the other, and I had motivation because you know I, he would give me grief all day. Well, it's the accountability <laughs> accountability of a friend waiting for you. Yeah. So was, that senior year, you graduate high school. Do you keep going? Do you keep working out? We did. Yeah. Um, it was easy in college. I mean, when you wake up at like noon or something, you go work out for three hours at a time, do nothing in the gym. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Even when I started working a bunch and going to school, it wasn't tough to, you know, get in the gym for, and we'd spend two hours in the gym easy, you know, yeah. just farting around or whatever. You, I don't. And did, would you say you worked out all throughout your undergrad? Like, was there ever a season that you stopped? There, I used to say that I stopped working out when I'd missed the gym for a week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh man, I haven't worked out in a week. Which, you know, now is like, oh, man, I'm, I went to the gym twice as much. Would you credit that senior year for kind of really making it where, you know, coming to college was working out stayed important to you? Or what would you credit that to? Because it's not, I mean, people like to work out, so don't get me wrong. Right. But, but it's still pretty rare. And especially for you, because when did you start working at the Republic? When I was a sophomore, yeah. Yeah, so you're working hours. Right. They're really late, but you still wake up and work out and, you know... I've always had this kind of the mindset for working out that, I don't know, some people, you, you almost have to drag yourself to do it. And I have habits like that too, that you're like, you know, I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta get up, I gotta get organized. Organized for me is like pulling my teeth out, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But, and going to the gym is like that for some people, but or getting organized for other people is like fun, you know what I mean? They just get really happy when they're organized. And I get really happy when I go to the gym. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it wasn't like a, it was never something that I was like, man, I really got to stick to this working out thing. It was like, you know, if I didn't go to the gym, I was almost grumpy. Yeah. You know, did your body change much in college? Where, you I know? have been a static 185 pounds. Yeah. Other than pregnancies. Now, <laughs> now, I don't know what it is. So let's talk about that because I would say that oh, yeah. post-college, you know, you guys got pregnant with Fletcher at 23. Three, right? 20, I was twenty-three. Yeah. Yep. So then, that was pretty was much twenty-two. Maybe twenty-two, twenty-three. Well, so that was right after undergrad. So, how was pregnancy for uh, dude, for you? It was like the perfect storm of of 
just out of shapeness. Um, so when we found out that, that Christy was pregnant with Fletcher, I entered full-blown panic mode. I don't know what it costs to raise a kid. What, like $100,000 a year to raise a kid? I'm just shooting in the dark. You know what I mean? Like, this, is a, this is a six-figure baby as far as I know. So I went and did the logical thing, joined the oil field, um, which if you ever have the chance to do, they'll do that. Uh, <laughs> sitting in a truck for literally 48 hours at a time. Sometimes I'd be sitting in a truck. And all that you have to look forward to is food. And guess what? You're eating at 3 o'clock in the morning. Fast food. Yeah, it ain't salad, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, let me tell you. So I'm sitting in the truck, not basically immobile. Most of the time, it's too cold or too hot to get out of the truck anyways, right? And you darn sure don't want to do that. You know, you're, you're eating like just trash yep. all the time. You know, when I'm home, my wife is on like a four dessert a day <laughs> regimen. Just really trying to bring up the Bluebell stock. Yeah. So, I mean, I went from 185 to 210 in the span of about know, six months. Wow. And, and I've got to finish that story too because that's how I got into CrossFit. And I think that's a natural uh, transition here for us. Uh, I was, I brought my son home and I, and I have a t-shirt. And I still have a t-shirt. I should burn it. But there's a picture of me in the t-shirt where it doesn't come back to my waist. And, and, and the t-shirt like hangs over my belly. Like you can see the space between shirt and then you can almost see my belly hanging out of the thing and then my waistline. And I, and I looked at you, and I, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, I said, bro, we got to do, we got to fix, <laughs> we got to fix what's going on here. And, and you've never been too tense. So you kind of no. saw this gradually happening, or was it just all of a sudden you realized I gained 25 pounds? I think, I think I knew I was gaining weight. I don't think you ever know that you put on 25 pounds, because certainly I would have done something to stop that from happening. So you have the t-shirt moment, obviously alongside the birth of your first child. Right. Two very pivotal moments in your life. Right. Well, the, so the other thing that happened almost, I mean, in tandem is when you're working out as a, as a kid, it's like, how do I get bigger to be, I don't know, you're, you're full of testosterone, you're a 20 year old kid. Like, I just want to be buff. You know yeah. what I mean? As an adult, I just want to not feel bad. You yeah. know, I want to carry on with my day and feel good and energized. I don't necessarily need to, you know, wear size medium polos and have giant biceps. It's not. Yeah, it's different. So your perspective changes with the kid too. So when did that, so what did you do at 210 pounds? Like, was that when you started coming to the gym? That was, I think it was the third day that Fletcher, after Fletcher was born, was my first like real day to actually start consistently doing CrossFit. Was Christy coming before that? She had come before. Okay. Yeah. Regularly uh, or there was a point I when she was regular and then irregular. And yeah. And then there was a point that I feel like both of y'all were up here a lot. Yeah. There was for sure. I know she was doing the women's only a bunch. And, you know, she really enjoyed that. She stayed home with Fletcher for the first year and a half. And so know? that, so for you that, how long did it take you to get back to 185? Well, this is going to be a sticking point when Christy listens to this because it took me like three weeks to get back to what I like. Really? Not, not three weeks. Yeah, but it was, it was quick. Pretty, fairly quick, you know. And, yeah. And again, that's because, you know, 22, 23 years old. What did you do? You just started working out again? I stopped eating uh, <laughs> so much, obviously. <laughs> what's your, in your mind, what's the idea? Like, what is good eating for you? I think it gets, I think good eating gets overcomplicated if for me, if you're not eating the things that you know you shouldn't eat, it's not counting macros to me. I'm just not that serious about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Yeah. You know, it's not counting macros. It's not avoiding 
you know, certain obscure carbohydrates or what, you know, it's just don't eat Doritos. Don't like stop eating cookies and cream ice cream. Like, you know, it's bad for you. It's not, yeah. it doesn't take rocket science. You know, don't eat a, a cheeseburger. And, you know, I love that simplicity because it's so true, especially when you look at, I mean, people, when they struggle a lot, it's like there's a, some big red flags in your diet. I think we like complicated sometimes because we want to think there's a, a formula or an answer. And uh, sometimes that being, having it overcomplicated makes it so hard. But for you, so you cut out just really bad food and lost 25, you got back to 185 pretty quickly. Yeah, um, pretty quick. And, you know, CrossFit was, was fun to me too. I think my heart was very confused when it started beating so fast. When I mean, you're lifting <laughs> weights in the gym, very mellow, you know what I mean? Pretty calm, <laughs> your headphones in, you talk to your buddies, whatever, walk around. The cardio is kind of far from your mind. So I think my heart, you know, my body was just like, man, we better get in shape here. We're going to die. <laughs> and you've stuck with CrossFit now, I mean, for almost three years. Yeah. What is the biggest difference between um, the results that you get whenever you're doing kind of what the previous types of workouts you were get doing and CrossFit workouts? Um, I mean, immediate too. One, I can run for any amount of time. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, same thing, you know, you don't, you don't get out of breath, you feel better, you look better. It's just, uh, you know, when I was, I don't know, when I was lifting more traditionally, I guess, you do very strange, like there's like 48 different kinds of bicep curls you can do. You know, they, but, well, this one is the front of my bicep, but I need to work the back of my bicep because the back is looking worse. And, you know, I need to do these reverse oscillating curls to get the outside of my bicep. <laughs> Like that's literally the kind of stuff, and it, you know, it works too. You have gargantuan arms, which is fine. But you know, if somebody was chasing me, like we we'd have to stand and fight for twenty seconds, or I'd just be done. <laughs> so you would say that you feel more fit? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, it, and it, you know, it is a trade-off. If you're going for you know, look big, buff, and cut, then you need to stop doing cardio and start, you know. Taking creatine or something. And there's so you know, you have a little competitiveness in you. I, it's I, too much. I think. I, I have to guess you do. Uh, how does that factor into CrossFit for you? Uh, man, when I've, like the idea of CrossFit before coming here, the idea of working out in a class, the idea of stretching with a bunch of other people, really the whole thing was just strange. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm not going to touch my toes with 15 other people at the same time for 30 minutes before I do eight minutes of working out. What a dumb idea that would be. Uh, but it's, it's motivating. I mean, it's, you can't quit. And I, I still try, you know, if I'm just trying to get in a quick workout, I'll try and do a wad or something, you know, at the gym and, you know, halfway through it, I'm like, man, I probably don't want to do this anymore. But if, if you're there with 10 other people and they're pushing through it, it's almost like you're letting them down for some reason or that in the back of your mind, they're going to beat you at it, which I don't know. So what do you appreciate? Cause I think you have a kind of like a fitness understanding before CrossFit, after CrossFit, what now knowing more about CrossFit, what do you appreciate about the overall program? You know, it's kind of interdisciplinary. So when you're lifting traditionally, it's, you know, you do chest and triceps one day, you rest the day, you do back and biceps. If you're really feeling crazy, you do like chest and back, right? Um, which basically at any time means you're not really prepared for anything. 
<laughs> it, CrossFit, you know, it keeps you on your toes, keeps you surprised. You don't, if you don't let yourself, you won't plateau. Now, I, I can get in the gym and do, you know, the same bench press regiment for three weeks and I'll have the same, you know, bench that I always did. But in CrossFit, if you, if you really push yourself, you know, to do the sets unbroken, then you shave seconds and you see results. And um, it's just so different every day that you can't really stagnate. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So your your life has changed drastically. We'll say since you were in college, getting to work out at noon whenever you want, two to three hours, hit the gym. You know, just now you're uh, you're married. You're a father. You not only have a master's program that you did get straight A's in this Ooh, semester and last so semester. kudos and last semesters, uh, but you've got a job. You're very busy, like very busy. So in the last, I mean, couple years, how has getting in the gym, like how do you get in the gym? How has, I mean, have you been consistent? Has it been, you know, really hard? Have it, has it been like on and off? Yeah, and, and you know, you and I have talked about this, I think a couple of times too. Sometimes it feels like the gym is, is the first thing to go when you know everything gets busy especially with school school is one of those things that can ramp up in an instant you know if you've got three more projects than you did last week well there I mean that's 15 hours a week I'm going to generate out of thin air mm-hmm. you know and uh, and it's it's like well, I can't afford to get in the gym or when you are in the gym you're just thinking about all the things that you got to do um, you know you, I'd like to get up early and I was going to 6am for a while but when you stay up until midnight or one going to 6 a.m. just you know, ruins the rest of your day because you're tired mm-hmm. so it you know sometimes it does feel like I, I cut the gym out a little bit prematurely and it's it's then easy to get in the rut of not coming um, I would say the most I've ever missed the gym consistently in the last 10 years or whatever is probably a month and a half um, of just not showing up at all um, and that feels pretty bad, but you know when I when I do that, I realize that my mind isn't where it needs to be. It's not really running up to speed, so to speak. And even if if I can get in for thirty minutes, you know, a day that that hour a day is perfect just to to get your body going, to keep everything right, to keep your you know, your brain well oiled, so to speak. So yeah, give me a little bit more what you mean by that. Because I think sometimes when people aren't working out, they think like, my mind's going to be running slower because I'm going to the gym and I'm exhausted. So what do you mean by my mind's running up more to speed by working out? So I kind of have this barometer of things that make me work well. You know, sleep is a big one. You know your your family life at home obviously is a big one. If you got a bunch going on at home and you've been arguing with your wife or something, you're just not going to be able to focus on work, um, eating right, and, and then exercise. And I think I don't know if those fall into like a pool of habits that make me feel like I'm where I should be. You know, I, I truthfully I don't know if it's like, man, I haven't been working out. I need to be working out. My brain is guilting me into it, or if it's you know it's, people will tell you it's the hormones that get released while you're you know, you're working out or, you know, that putting your body through the exercise and, you know, 
feeding your body right and then taking care of your body that comes with working out, right? Because if you go to the gym, you're not going to feel like eating a big cheeseburger afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if any of that is true. I just know that when I'm not working out, I, I'm sluggish, I'm slow, I stare at the computer and don't do anything for a while. You know, you just kind of lose that. It's one of those parts of you that, you know, you kind of have to keep going. So how do you make room for it now? What is your current, um, do you schedule it into a calendar? Do you, you know, come just random whenever you can? Man, I've actually been really enjoying the noon class. I have some flexibility at work. Um, the noon class kind of gives me the ability to get to the, to the office a little bit early. And usually like right when I wake up, I have this rush of like, I've, I've got to do stuff for the day. You know, I need to go to the office, I need to get a plan, I need to make some phone calls, I need to send some emails, I got to do some spreadsheets. Whatever. So if I if I go to the gym right when I wake up, I'm just thinking about all that stuff. But if I can go get that done, get my day started, planned out, and coasting, then I hit that noon class. Gives me another wave of energy, right? And I, pro- I probably don't go back to the office till you know, one thirty or two, right? Uh, but then I have the energy to finish the day. And I I realize that if I don't do that, you know, if I go to lunch with somebody which I do still frequently. So I'm 2.30 or 3 rolls around. I'm not really getting anything done anymore. You know, like where I would be able to sit down and do something in 30 minutes, then it takes me an hour and a half after after 2.30 or 3 or so. So when you're currently, what's your kind of like, how many days a week are you, are you aiming to get to the gym? Well, well, aiming and doing, see. I've been every day this week. I feel pretty good about that. That's five, man. Yeah, I'm about to hit this one. I'm gonna crush, what'd you do? The oh the workout yeah not good not, not well good. it's actually a pretty sad story I it's fifteen twelve nine I went for a weight where I shot for the fences and then I missed the ninth rep on the last set oh dude <laughs> so I couldn't so you didn't catch it I could well I got it up there mm-hmm. and you know now oh you so, got it halfway on no the no, no 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 oh, I okay. hit the eighth rep and dropped it and you know now three hours later I'm like why didn't I just get the last rep at rep. the moment and then that turned into my little four minute AMRAP being pretty much so, so, me okay. crying and sad and <laughs> it's a it's a hard you'll soon find out but so I've got a real opportunity to put my name up top of the <laughs> oh your name's for sure I didn't even click RX because I didn't get all the reps no so. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for whatever <laughs> way you missed I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take the coward's way out as we RX, are saying this you know we are competing Right. For our father-in-law's Absolutely. love, love and affection. <laughs> so, t- let's talk a little bit about nutrition because I feel like I love your uh, your mindset of like it's simple. Give me a, give, give me a little bit more about like what is a week of eating? Um, do you still eat unhealthy? Do you care but not care? Like what is all that? What do you what do you mean by what you said about keeping it simple, not eating Doritos and cookies and cream, ice cream? It- and I mean, those things, you know, take some, take some discipline too, but really, you know, I usually do oatmeal in the morning, um, as a, as a plug and I'm against the simplicity thing. Oatmeal is one of the best things that you can eat, um, in the morning. Those gummy fibers are great for your stomach. Um, and also it's delicious, by the way, further plug, do the better oats. Like when you're standing there, you're like, oh, I'm not going to pay $3.50 for this box of oatmeal when I can pay $2.50 for this box of oatmeal. But when you really break it down, it's like another eight cents a packet or something that you're scrounging on for, you know, for 12 meals, you could have the much better oatmeal. You know what I mean? Uh, it's got flax seeds in it and everything. 
if if Better Roads listens to this, I, I want my royalty check. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I usually do you know a bowl of that in the morning with some coffee when I get to the office. Uh, lunchtime, you know, if I don't go to the gym, then I'm planning on it, and I know that if the gym is on the horizon and I have. Like yesterday, I had barbecue, which isn't bad for you, but if you have barbecue and then come to the gym, it's going to be bad, you know, and that goes for anything that's greasy. doesn't sit well. Well, especially if you're doing GHDs upside down. Yeah. You know, the best way to see that meal again. Um, So, you know, I'll I'll try and do something then. And then, you know, I guess dinner time, dinner time and late night too, uh, are probably the, the times where you really have to, I guess, buckle into it. And just refuse yourself, you know, once or twice. And that's really what it comes down to. When you, when you, make and your it, wife is thirty-eight weeks pregnant. Oh, so dude, sure, don't. Yeah, if she, if when she listens to this, I'm, babe, I'm not throwing you under the bus. <laughs> but we got like six different kinds of ice cream in my refrigerator right now. This is a ridiculous. Our freezer, They're like, there's nothing. There's no space left for food. It's just ice so. Cream have you gained freezer. any weight this pregnancy? I'm up like eight pounds. So you I think it's muscle. <laughs> I think it's pure muscle. And there's, I mean, there's a, a balance, obviously, kind of you, I mean, for you, you probably, you, you don't, like you said, you don't take it as serious. So you're okay having a bowl of ice cream, eating maybe something that you shouldn't eat, you know, yeah. your, your mindset's pretty. I'm not a fan of the slippery slope argument. I think it's bad logic, but with ice cream, it's definitely a slippery slope. You know, you do one bowl a week. And then next thing you know, you're having ice cream at lunch every day. You know, it, it, <laughs> it's it, a slippery slope. It can. So, um, 2018 is like right around the corner. Are you? Do you goal set? I mean, is that something that you think about? It, do you have any goals for 2018 in terms of your health and fitness? And is it just keep doing what you're doing? Have you thought about it? So I do set goals, kind of in, in different buckets. Again, you know, you have your health goals, your spiritual goals, your financial, family, career goals, things like that, um, that are important to write down and then track throughout the year. As far as health goes, um, you know, I just try and be realistic about it. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is that, you know, it, it isn't the, um, you know, the, at the forefront of my life, you know, like it used to be. Gym doesn't come first, and then I can do whatever else with my day. You know what I mean? Like I've got a toddler and an infant coming, and if I'm like, "Babe, I gotta go to the gym," you know, that's bad. That's bad daddy practice for me. You know, and, and you know, I've got a new career and I'm finishing a master's program. So, you know, and, I, and I'm leading a youth group at church, and you know, if I if I put in my mind, if I put health and fitness in front of any of those things as priority then it, I just can't, it's hard for me to justify at this point in my life, right? I just don't have the time for it. Um, which brings me back to my earlier point. Like if I stop doing it altogether, then each one of those things will suffer because I'll be in a bad mood. I'll be crabby. So I know that I have to continue to do it. Like I'm not trying to compete. One of the best things I ever did was decide not to compete in the games. <laughs> like, like, I could just as easily be here for 10 hours a day, Charlie. You have to understand that. I had to write that up. But for me to to be able to be consistent with the gym, to understand, you know, even even when I'm like I'm in good enough shape to understand that its effect on my mind, 
you know, day to day that I need to be here, that I need to come and, you know, get my hour a day in or four hours a week or whatever it ends up being. Um, and, and then to eat healthy as well. You know, if, if I can maintain those things through, yeah, through master's program, new career and new, new baby, new baby. Right. Then so I'll feel pretty good about myself. So what, whenever you think of that, this will be the last question. Um, you see the words building better people that's the title of the podcast and that and you know i believe that anyone who's working out is becoming a better version of themselves and based on everything that you've said it, you kind of would agree with that because you're saying that but what is what do those three words mean to you so i thought about this for kind of a long time the other day and i thought Man, that is just awesome marketing. I don't know, like, I don't know how long it took you to come up with that tagline, or how it wasn't trademarked at first. Like, you know, it's it's simple. It's to the point. It means a lot. I don't know where it came from, or if like you were you had an epiphany one day and you were like, "Man, Charlie, you're gonna build a brand around building better people." But I love the marketing aspect of it. <laughs> but you know, as as far as building yourself better and and making making yourself better if if it's something that drives you then it i think it drives you in every aspect of your life and you know the, the fact of the matter is that you can identify those people from far away you know you can say this guy's not comfortable not pushing the limits not not pushing himself not making those commitments not trying to you know find his boundary and then go past it building building better people kind of this gym really I guess the community behind it I guess those three those three words to me mean do something to make it better the, the whole thing to me is, is like do you do you want to be better person building do you want to build a better person on yourself or are you good how you are thank you for tuning in today don't forget to subscribe to the building better people podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.